in truth, it's not like we're pulling in these opportunities. Like we're always attracting through our energy. So for me, it's about like become the version of you who already has the thing and you will mm -hmm. naturally, it'll naturally appear in your reality. Welcome to The Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life. All right, welcome back to the Wayfinder Show, Adam. How you doing, man? Oh man, I'm good. It's busy. It's starting to get a little hot here, but it's it's good. Life is good. Yeah. How about so you? How is the heat down south? You you doing all right with it? No, yeah. I, honestly, it hasn't even. It's been perfect, really. Has uh, it? The not too humid. Last few months, it's last couple of days has been a little more humid, but it's still not not bad enough at this point. So at this point of recording, we're like end of June. It's yeah, it's it's fine. It's like mid 80s today. It's not okay. bad. Okay. It's still cool at nights and everything. So it's it's good. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm sure in a month or so it'll it'll be it'll be hot, but that's all good. Yeah, no doubt. We're gonna have to check on that. You know, I I, I want to know how you feel in about a month for yeah. sure. Cause <laughs> I don't remember it being that comfortable in the summer. Is it least. still uh like waterfall buckets of rain in Denver right now? Abnormally? I, I think we finally got through the end of it. This week the outlook is good. We had some last week. Uh, but it looks, yeah, man, weather, I think we're finally going to getting into summer, you know? Right on. So yeah, it's nice. Uh, I'm going to have to turn on my sprinklers, you know, so, <laughs> you know, Hey, but we have a, a pretty special guest today who you, you know, lots about. So I'm going to let you introduce her. Yeah. You know, I, we feel like we always say we have a special guest here, but we kind of do today, today. <laughs> We have someone who's a business and life coach. Um, she's also my baby sister. So oh. Amanda Merritt, welcome <laughs> to the show. It's great to have you on. We've been planning this for a while and a couple uh, scheduling conflicts, but good to have you here. So welcome. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. This is kind of surreal when you think Being about on it. My podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Our podcast. It's, it's cool. <laughs> it's really cool to be here. So thank you both for inviting me on the show yeah yeah thanks yeah, for we're coming. excited to have you so oh, yeah. uh, it's kind of funny that i'm about to ask you to talk about your background because i grew up with you but but why don't you for the <laughs> listener out there why don't you tell them you know you don't need to dig in too deep to early on unless you'd like to but kind of like bridge us to to where you are now how'd you get here yeah. So as they mentioned, I do, I do coaching. I'm an intuitive coach, transformational coaching. I support a lot of leaders and entrepreneurs and even some aspiring entrepreneurs and in my private practice, higher level leaders and even public figures. And this, I've been doing this for about eight, nine years now, actually, which is crazy to think about. And, but prior to that, I was in corporate America for seven years in corporate staffing for the same company. I left out of college and picked up and moved to Florida. Adam and I have family in Sarasota and one of our cousins is, was in Tampa. And 
I just wanted to get out. I'm like Michigan. I just knew inside I wanted to be by water. I always dreamed of being by the ocean since I was a little girl. And I yeah picked up, I got a job at a staffing firm and I, I think everyone is really surprised that I decided to go that route, but picked up, moved to Tampa and just started my career straight out of college, maybe a couple months after I graduated. And it's not what I went to school for. I went to school for apparel, merchandising and design. And I really wanted to be in the fashion world, actually. I, I've always been creative and I've had a love for clothing and fashion and all of that. And But I got to the end of my college career and I decided, I'm like, you know what? This is like a cutthroat industry. This just doesn't feel right, to be honest with you. And, you know, when you're young like that, you don't know what you want to do with your life. You don't even know who you are. I didn't know who I was in my 20s. And so... You know, so I ended up, it felt right to take this job in staffing. And I, for lack of better, I crushed it. I, I went in, I'm like, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to be at the top. I'm going to be, I thought everyone wanted to be in management. Turns out I found out not everyone actually wants yeah. that. <laughs> um, and, and I got promoted probably five times, like really fast in the first five, six years. I got promoted. I was in a leadership role, probably the first year and a half in or two years in and led a team of tech recruiters. And then, man, it was a big company. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity to grow in that company. So I held a lot of different roles and ended up working along some C-level people as their project manager, business analyst, found myself in a whole different department. And, you know, I got to this point where I felt like I looked around, I'm like, is this really what I want to do with my life? is I did love my job until I started feeling burned out by it one because I was just a people pleaser at that point in my life and it was just always working always working for the next promotion and raise and all these things and I started feeling less fulfilled and it honestly started bringing out not a good side of me I would just be like why am I doing this like this is I have to deal with all these people's problems and like this, it feels like I'm meant to do something bigger than this. Like there's bigger fish to fry than what I'm doing here, answering these emails. And I started to get really frustrated. And so if anyone's listening to this right now, that's usually that moment that you're being, that I believe our soul, we have these wake up moments where we're being guided in a new direction. And I always say to my clients, um, cause I train coaches now to, uh, to do the work that I do is that frustration is a gift because it's pointing mm -hmm. you in a different direction. And, you know, some people might be new to this lingo, but I'm just going to wave my freak flag. So I also believe that we are souls having human experience. I believe in God. And although I I'm, I'm, don't identify with a religion anymore, I'm very spiritual and I believe in God. And I pray every day and all the time. And I believe that I'm on this earth to change it. And I was at a party once and I uh, was at my friend's dad's like 60th birthday party or something. I almost didn't go. And I had this conversation with a woman in the corner of the room and she was very intuitive and we just gravitated towards each other. She was an older woman. And she looked at me and she said, you're a light worker. Like you're here to change the planet. And she didn't know me. And she didn't know that I was like into all this stuff secretly, like believing you know, that we create our realities and just into personal growth on my own. None of my friends were, I felt like I was kind of like alone in that. And I started crying at this party. Actually, I felt like she saw me. I felt like she spoke to me and it felt like 
you know, growing up, I kind of just was quiet and shy. Adam knows that I was very quiet and shy, kind of no confidence and just always felt different. Always felt like I was just kind of didn't belong, I guess. And, you know, I think we all feel like that sometimes, but I just didn't feel like I belonged. And so I started bawling because I kind of, I, I finally felt seen by somebody and I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. And the next day I woke up and I was like, I feel like I'm alive for the first time. Like, I feel like I just got this insight that I, that set me free. And that moment actually catalyzed a lot for me because it felt like a lot of things made sense. I'm like, okay, like I'm not going crazy. I feel like I have a purpose here. That's more than just corporate. And this was like already a few years into my job. And so I started a spiritual blog and at that moment, like months, a few months after that, I was like, okay, let's go. This is kind of my personality is like, all right, I know now I feel like I have to do something with this, you know, cause I was reading all these spiritual books and um, really books on self-worth and confidence. And cause I found myself lacking, lacking that, even though my corporate job, I was doing well in other areas of my life, I lacked a lot of confidence. And even in my job, you know, speaking and that sort of thing, putting myself in front of people. And yeah, the blog was anonymous for, I even stopped it at one point the first year. And then all of a sudden, I mean, there's probably so many more things I can share in this, but the blog actually led me to do what I do today. People started asking how they could work with me like a year into my blog. They're like, how can I work with you? Um, And I started taking, like putting quotes on Instagram. This was like 2013. I started the blog, even scrapped it from it. It was like hidden. Like my face was not on it. Only like my mom would read it. You didn't even know about it at all. Mom read it. Is it still out there? It's, you know, it's not, we've started a new one on my website, but I know, but let me ask you this. I just, I'm just curious. So it was anonymous. So I'm taking, it wasn't on social media. So where were people finding this blog and and how, how did it grow? Yeah. Lots of, there's so much to this story. So it's like so many pieces, um, WordPress. It was on WordPress at first, cause that's where people had their blogs. And then in 2014 or 15, at some point, like I was doing pumping out like two posts a week and a couple of my friends knew about it too. So they were, but like the guys I was dating, no one knew about it. Like I hid the spirituality cause it was not normal. It wasn't common back then. It wasn't, I didn't have a lot of friends who were into this. So it was kind of like, is it safe for me to share this kind of thing? Um, And I didn't want people to think I was weird at that time. So I wouldn't tell anybody. Um, And then all of a sudden, this voice came in and it was like, no, you have to put this out into the world. You have to, because I even scrapped it for a second. And um, I remember one of my friends being like, hey, I read your blogs. Why aren't you posting them anymore? And I'm like, oh, you actually read them? And I just kept getting this nagging feeling like you have to do something. And that's how it comes in. Like your soul speaks to you through those nagging feelings that like Mm -hmm. you feel pulled. Like I couldn't avoid the pull. It was annoying every day, you know? So finally I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm coming back with vengeance. I'm starting this thing over and I'm going to put it on my Facebook page and I'm going to share with the world. This is who I am and screw it. Here we go. And I just took all my courage, put it out there. And I had really positive feedback for people. Yeah. And that's awesome. yeah. And then yeah. I started, then I took it to Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you had like the secret identity, it seemed like, right? Uh, I did. You, yeah, yeah. I was hiding. I was hiding from my 
light and my power and sharing because, you know, sometimes we're just afraid people are going to judge us. Totally. If we're doing something different. And once you let it out, did was like the reception from people out there just instant or how did that? Yeah, I remember yeah. getting a lot of comments on the post and they were all like, oh, you go girl. Like they were positive comments and I was like, screw it. Let's just go now. Like yeah. we're already doing this. So I don't have time anymore. It kind of felt like I have to, I have to put this out into right. the world and I have to do, I have to do this work. Hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and at this point, you're still in your job. You're still, you're still Was, the yeah. recruiting business, right? Or yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, at that yeah. point. Um, yeah. And so you're working full-time. Was your plan at that point to build a side business and go in your own way? Or were you still kind of just doing this thing just for fun, just because you needed to let this loose? So, well, one thing that also, you know, I'm so grateful for mentors, teachers, people on my path that saw something in me. Um, I wouldn't be here without those people because, you know, sometimes, yeah, I just, I had some, I actually, one of my longtime mentors, I met her when she was speaking at a bookstore and she did these monthly um, talks called Spirit Speaks. So and she called herself the angel coach. And I was so into all this stuff, right? No one else was. So I was seeking like-minded people and I mm -hmm. saw her speak and I had a session with her and I never talked to her before, but I went, it was in person at the time too. And I uh, walked in and she knew nothing about me. And this was actually when I was still anonymous, the blog was still anonymous. And she's yeah. like, bless you. So she Thank takes you. notes Sorry. before the session and she goes, well, they, they showed me author, speaker, coach. Do you do any of those things? And my hair stood on end. And it was like, just when I was blogging, I didn't step into that yet. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, but my hair stood on end and I'm like, I knew it. Like I was starting to get the ideas in my head anyways. So when she said that, I was like, holy crap. Like she sees me like, this is real. Like this is, I had these feelings already inside. Like that was my intuition. And sometimes we don't know how to follow that. And so it was helpful for her to validate that that was my intuition at the time. Like now I like love teaching intuition to people too, because we all have it. Everyone has it. And after she told me that in the fall, that's when I was like, all right, we're going to become, I'm going to step in this coaching path. I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there and I'm going to start taking steps toward it. So I started showing up on, like I had mentioned through Instagram. So I took my blog to Instagram because it was just shorter, easier. I was in a full-time job. I was in a leadership role. It was easier for me. Things were moving toward, I was just felt called to put it on short little posts on Instagram rather than long blogs. And people started asking me how they could work with me before I even had pricing or anything. They're like, how can wow. I work? Yeah, I actually had a, and I prayed and I asked for a sign. And um, after all of that, it just started coming to me. And again, I didn't know anyone else coaching or anything. At one point, I probably thought it was like BS or didn't even know what it was, you know, thought it was weird, like a life coach, you know, um, it's so much deeper than that, you know. Um, and I actually had one of my friends from college message me. She's like, I follow your blog. And I just thought maybe you could be my coach. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I remember where I was. I was walking down the halls of my company in my pencil skirt, like walking to the elevator. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. And again, the chills all over my body. And I'm like, I'm, I just knew I was being called. It was like a calling, but that was the biggest sign. Cause I didn't even put anything out there about that. 
Yeah. So, and I gifted her some sessions. She was my first client and it was a free client. Wow. That's cool. Get some reps in. That's awesome. What, um, you mentioned intuition. What exactly, how, how do you define it? Yeah. Being intuitive intuition, you know, what, yeah. what does that really mean? Right. So it's different for everyone, but you know, just to make it sound less out there for some people, you say it every day. It's your gut feelings, you know, gut feelings. We all have our gut feelings about things, right? That is your intuition speaking to you through your gut feelings. Now, when you start to pay attention to those more and really listen to them and honor them, and even just ask whatever you believe in universe, God, help me to pay attention to this even more. It's just like going to the gym. You flex a muscle, you are going to receive more, right? You're going to start and you start trusting that voice and listening to that voice and anchoring that voice. Then I start to live my life by that voice. So you can imagine mm. like, even when I'm ordering things at a restaurant <laughs> these days, I'm like, is this going to be good? And like, I'm trusted by intuition. I'm like, is this going to taste good? I'm like to the nth degree with it, but I start to live my life by it. And I made a pact with myself. I was going to live my life following my intuition because it just kept leading me to all these magical synchronicities and, you know, these cool things happening. And I'm like, you can't pay, not pay attention to those things, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. So start off by paying attention to your gut, paying attention to how you're feeling in your body when you're making decisions does it feel, this is a great place to start. I always tell people this is like, when you're trying to make a decision, does it feel like light in your body? Does it feel exciting? It might be scary because sometimes we get pushed off the edge, but is it like a roller coaster? Like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I know I'm supposed to, or is it a pit in your stomach? You know, like, mm -hmm. for example, I know Adam, for you, like staying in your job was a pit in your stomach. You knew you weren't supposed to, it wasn't a question. You knew that was your intuition telling you like, no, mm -hmm. this is not for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So curious your thoughts on this, because uh, yeah. um, I think some people can start to follow their gut and maybe start acting too quickly. And, and so yeah. how would you yeah. help somebody or describe making sure they're not just jumping from one thing to another? Oh, this kind of sucks. So I'm going to do this. And this kind of sucks. So I'm going to do this. How do you differentiate between what you're talking about and someone that just won't commit to anything and and kind of switches gears every time something gets difficult. Yeah. Well, that's not really necessarily their intuition then, right? That is mm -hmm. their fear speaking. And so listening to the voice of your intuition and trusting that it takes a lot of inner work because you also have to get humble because sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do that, you know, you're being guided to do. And so shiny object syndrome, just jumping from one thing to the next, like we fear is going to come up on this journey. It's not going to be all sparkles and unicorns and cupcakes following your mm -hmm. intuition. Like it's not like I've been pushed to every edge in my business. There's a point in my business, I had a nickel in my bank account. That's when it all started taking off. Like I have so many stories about following my intuition. Um, and that year was a six figure year. Like my intuition said, you got to know we're doing this. We're committing to this. And you know, that's why I also teach with this, the inner growth piece, the transformation, because we have to call ourselves up to also be our highest self on this path. And to really like, sometimes it's different for every single person, like what's holding them back from being able to trust themselves fully. But yeah, sometimes there's fear that, that clouds it sometimes. And so, yeah, you want to make sure you 
take a step back and not just make rash choices out of fear. And it's like, oh, that was my intuition. No, that was actually your, probably your fear, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and just getting honest, I think too, with ourselves. How yeah. do you differentiate that though? I, I mean, now, as you say, it, I think about times I've made rash decisions out of fear that I thought were rational, you know, those times when it got down to the nickel in the bank account and I had my business and it wasn't doing well. So I just go get a job. Right. And that was my quitting. And now looking back at it, I realized it was fear that made me do that. Right. And didn't trust it and keep going. How do you differentiate it in that moment though? Well, I want to say something quick on that too, is like, we are programmed that it's going to dry up. I was just having this conversation with someone. We are taught money and all this stuff in society we're programmed and conditioned to think that lack, it's going to run out, right? That it, it can't just show up in an instant. And I just don't choose to believe my life or live my life like that or believe that. And one thing that was coming up in my mastermind actually yesterday is like, was having everyone reflect on where they, where part of us feels still trained, like that we are separate from source. Like our source is the source of money. Or not the job. The job isn't the source of money. Your source is your source of money, which takes a lot of faith to have to believe in that. But when you know you're being called to do something, you know you're being called to start a business, people just give up way too soon because that fear creeps in, right? That lack voice, I don't think God would ever tell you, like, you can't do this. It's going to dry up. You should just, you know, it's like a knowing in your soul, but you also have to spend time with yourself to get to know that voice. And so I do talk about meditation a lot, but there's other ways to do that for people that aren't quite there yet. Although I would just push you to just say, just do it, even if you think you can't, but like go for a run, go do something that gets clears your head and listen to like the voice inside of you, not the head voice, not the mind monkeys that want to tell you you're going to fail, you know, or it's, you should just turn around. Or it's not going to work for you because you're at the edge. Well, you know what? Like if I listened to that voice, I wouldn't be where I am today. Because like I mentioned, there was a moment I had a nickel in my bank account and I refused to ask our parents for help. Adam, I was like, nope. Later, they're like, why didn't you reach out? And I was like, because I wanted to master it. I'm like, I'm here to teach through my experience, not just reading things I've read from other people's books. Like I want to walk my talk with this. So like, it was so uncomfortable, but that's the moment that I broke free of the old patterns and success started going like, you know, there's just something inside of me that was like, you can do this. And I chose to listen to that voice. And I read a lot of books and listened to things and to keep myself in that headspace. And you were attending different people in the space, right? You, you went to Tony Robbins events and yeah. some other things as well, right? Who are the, yeah. some of the, the spiritual leaders and mentors that, that you look up to, or at least have in the past? Yeah. You know, who I've been into recently, these books are from like the 1930s and twenties. If either of you have heard of Florence Scovel Shin, I've been telling so. everyone, no. one of my friends, my friend Duff, so can't take, uh, credit for this. She's like, I really feel like she goes, this book was brought in front of me. And I, the game of life and how to play it is just, it's, it's short too. And I got it. I had all these audible credits. Cause I forgot that I had audible and all these, I had like all these credits. Cause I wasn't like reading a lot of books actually for a period of my life. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to buy all these books now. Cause I have all these credits. And so I got her complete work. So there's another one called the magic path of intuition. So if you want to learn more about how to follow your intuition, absolutely get that book because it's only 90 minutes 
on Audible, or you can just short if you buy it. And that will actually make this all make more sense too. what I'm saying. That book, mm-hmm. the Florence Coalition. I did go to some Tony Robbins events. Joe Dispenza has been a, a, someone I've really loved to learn under because he talks about the quantum field and creation. And I'm big into creation, creation and manifesting and understanding that, yeah, we can define creation. Oh, well, you just said manifesting. Yeah. So you mean creating a life for yourself, creating yeah. what you want yeah. by manifesting it. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? I, I don't kind of sometimes use the word manifest, but lately I haven't been, I've been thinking about it like co-creation because in truth, it's not like we're pulling in these opportunities. Like we're always attracting through our energy. So for me, it's about like, become the version of you who already has the thing and you will Mm -hmm. naturally, it'll naturally appear in your reality. Like, yeah, manifestation is real, but, and all that too, but sometimes that can get a little taboo and it's like, we have to work on becoming, we have to take action. We have to show up and do the inner work and visualize, but like, and have a vision board, but we also have to transform from the inside out. At least that's how it's been for me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you choose a specific area, you know, within like people's lives to, or, or, or not even choose, like, do you feel like you have a specialty, like your intuition is stronger for an area of, of life for people, like say career or family or relationship, you know, or is it just general, do you think? Yeah. You know, so it's so interesting. I feel like, you know, everyone says you have to niche down and I feel like I kind of, I guess I kind of do have a niche, but it's, it's kind of broad because for me, I'm pulling people to their highest self and their highest path. And that impacts every single area. Now I have done business coaching for this. I do support, like I mentioned, like I have a group of female entrepreneurs, a mastermind there. I tend to attract a lot of leaders, people like who have big purposes or voices or influencers, right? because I feel that's my calling is to help those people to like be their absolute best in the world and the best version of themselves and create success for themselves. Cause it's, they need to be seen more in the world than anyone else. Like right now that's leading this world. So my opinion. Um, so we need our good hearted people out there making money successful. Um, so a lot of people come to me for like, because they want that expansive mindset. They come to me because they want to be on their higher self path, their highest self, move towards who they can become, their potential. Um, A lot of that is self-worth, you know, confidence in ourselves. I've had to learn that so much in my life. As I mentioned, I lack so much confidence growing up and was super shy. And for me, self-worth is like loving ourselves first. It sounds cheesy, but it's true. When you learn that deep within yourself, like, you just get led in your life to what's meant for you, you know, your highest path. So self-worth and self-love has been a huge pillar of that for me as well. And learning what that actually means on a deep level. So there's healing that happens, right? So if people come to me and they're like, I want to get to my next level of success. Well, we have to do the the work underneath to see why they're not there yet. What beliefs Mm -hmm. do they hold about themselves that are not in alignment with their vision what, what do we need to look at? Sometimes there's healing and there's emotion and there's stuff that comes up for my clients is deep. It gets deep. Um, but I, again, I also believe in the miracles and the magic. So we have fun playing and creating and having cool things show up for us. So mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like a, a transformational journey that people go on when they work with me, no matter what container or course. Wow. Yeah. What are the most common 
things that you see when working with people that is holding them back? Is it just a self-worth like you mentioned or? Yeah. Or does it go, well, what, 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 like get deeper on that. What is it that yeah. causes it, such a low self-worth? It can go deep, really deep from childhood and from, I mean, we're all human, right? We all have been rejected in the past. We've all had things happen where we felt limited, where we didn't feel supported by the universe. It's part of being alive is being in the duality here. But I was just having um, lunch with one of my new friends the other day. And she was like, I did not realize you were this intuitive. So she was talking to me and I was like, can I share something? Cause I just start now at this point, I just start seeing images and, and I just start knowing things. And I'm like, she was telling me a little bit about what she was going through. She's a really, um, really successful in her business, but she's been more in her left brain. And I was like, do you feel like you need to take a break from that? Cause I was like, I was being shown you speaking on stage and like getting away from the, all the meetings and being a little more in your feminine, like that you've been very in your masculine as a woman. And like, and she's like, Oh my God. She's like, how did, like, I don't know how you knew that. She's like, I've been planning this thing over here already. She's like, yeah, I want to speak. Yeah. I want to do all this. I start just seeing it. It's almost like, you know, when a memory pops in, and we all get these things. We probably just don't pay attention to them. Like a, a memory might pop in. I start to see things like that for people when I'm working with them. And so sometimes I can see with her, I was like, I was like, you feel tired. Like I just, like, I'm seeing you tired. I feel like you need to take time for yourself to fill up. She's like, I had 10 meetings tomorrow on my schedule or something. Right. And um, so then I can help my clients. So I can see for her burnout. She's burned out. So we need to come up with a different solution. So we need to work on restructuring some things in her business. And, and I was also shown for her specifically that she's been helping people a lot behind the scenes, but she actually needs to be in the spotlight. And so when mm -hmm. I told her that she would like slap the table <laughs> and she's like, yeah, she goes, she also is an author, but it's been fiction books. And I was like, yeah, I feel like you want to write your own book. And she's like, I do want to write my own book. She's like, I know I'm like, you need to step out of the shadows. Like it's time for you've been successful doing all this stuff for other people. Like, but it's like your time. And so sometimes there's a wound there then that we got to look at of, I can't shine. Like, what was it like in childhood? Like she didn't feel safe. She always had to be like supporting other people. Like she wasn't worthy of being seen or heard. Right. Hmm. You kind of see, there's a good example of it. And, um, and so I just, I can't like shut it off sometimes. So she left and the next day she texted me and she's like, I feel completely different from that conversation. Like, thank you for like validating things for me and like lifting me. And she's, she knows what she needs to work on. Maybe she'll end up being a client of mine. I don't know. We'll see. But if, or just a good friend, you know, but that's just kind of how I work with people now. Um, but again, I've been doing this for a long time now. So I've flexed this muscle yeah. by continuing to listen to it and get quiet. Hmm. You gave some resources, some books already on like uh, intuition, all that. I'm curious. You also hinted on uh, a lot of books you read about self-confidence, self-worth. Can you yeah. share some of that or other resources to point people in this direction? Yeah. What books did I read on that back then in the day? I'm trying to remember what specifically on confidence, because I feel like it's an, an undercurrent of so much of the work right. out there. And I know I did go to Tony Robbins and I walked on fire. Um 
and his work is more masculine. So like we, we have both energies, obviously every person does says the masculine. Right. And the feminine. Um, so that was really good for confidence and going deep into he, like I was at an event for four days with him. So that was wonderful for that, but I've worked under mentors for years. So a lot of, some of that work has been done with my own support system and coaches and from other people that I've worked with, you know, even mm-hmm. one-on-one. Um, but I was a big fan of even, he's not alive anymore, but at the time he was and Wayne Dyer, I read yeah. a lot of his books, like the power of intention. That's yeah. a really like solid, I like the basic, like the books that are just go back to the basics are also just really good. First principles. <laughs> yeah. And his energy is very clean. So I'm like yeah. picky about whose books I read. They have to be a good person. So I'm like, I like his vibe. So his books are really good. Um, and I think in the beginning, what really helped me, and I don't know if this is more, she was more geared towards women, but I think anyone could read this is um, Gabrielle Bernstein. There was a book that she did and it was called Spirit Junkie or May Cause Miracles or something. And it was about self-worth and self-love. And I used to give that to a lot of my clients to read as well. Yeah, um, I've definitely heard that name, name but Gabrielle I haven't Bernstein. read that book. Gabrielle Bernstein, Gabby Bernstein. And, you know, her work's changed a little bit over the years, but this, this book is probably like 10 years old. So, but it was still a really spirit junkie is what it was called, but it's a, it's like a road to self-love and miracles was the, and that really had helped me a lot because she talked about just choosing even relationships and partners and, and her job and stuff from fear and not Mm -hmm. from like loving herself. And she actually had addiction problems. And so she, like heard a loud voice one day that said, get clean and you'll live a life beyond your wildest dreams. And so she made that her mission for a while. I just got the chills. So the book is, yeah, it's a good, that's a good book. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Yeah. So let's talk about angels. You do, you speak about angels. You talk about angels. Can you explain to the listener? Oh, we're going to go there. Yeah, let's go there. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go there. Yeah. You know what? I've always been fascinated. I always believed it. You know, Adam, you and I grew up Catholic and no, no shade against that. If anyone's listening to that, it's just that, I don't know, for me, I found myself just kind of, if I'm being honest, falling asleep in those types of situations. And it just, I didn't relate as much to it, but I just remember hearing things from the Bible, even around angels. And that always stuck with me. And like, I would always love the angel paintings on the stained glass. And I just always believed in them since I was really young. And I remember getting into college or something like that. And someone had like an angel card deck and I was just drawn and gravitated. Just the idea that miracles could exist or that there are these beings that loved us and wanted to, it just always resonated with me. I always felt like I, it fascinated me. And I think we got to run towards the things that fascinate us. And so that's a huge part of my journey now is, you know, I, I believe that we all have our own angels, whether you call them gar- your guardian angels support around you that are assigned to your journey. So I would start to talk to them, speak to them, and I would ask for signs and I would start seeing them. And I would start seeing them everywhere. And I would feel, I would feel something when I would see it, you know, and I would know. Um, and I mean, this could open up a whole different Pandora's box to this episode, but you know, I, I truly believe there are these beings of light that each that are here guiding us. And so 
a, a way to have your intuition speak to you. I believe it could be through God. It could be through whatever, but if you feel open to it, you could also ask your own angels. You don't even have to necessarily believe they're, they're there anyways, and ask for support, ask for guidance, ask for signs, ask for messages. And the thing is, when I first started getting them, it was crazy. Like things that you'd be like, that is just, I started seeing hearts everywhere, like everywhere. And they were perfect hearts. Like I came down my steps one day and I asked for a sign and there's, I have a picture of it. I'll send it to you guys at my house in Tampa when I lived there. And there was a heart inside the leaves. Like there was a heart at the bottom of my coffee cup when the coffee mm. was all gone. I looked and it was a perfect heart at the bottom of the cup. And I would get chills standing up on my arm. Like I just, it was too magical for me to ignore that that was true for me. And so it's become a part of my journey is asking for support. Hmm. That's From, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I I also grew up very very Catholic, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and my parents would have set out different angels to to pray to, depending on what you know what the need was or all that. But they also yeah. like thought that kids could um well, in particular me, I, maybe it wasn't all kids. I don't know. They would ask me. They played the lottery all the time, and they would ask me to like look at the moon when the moon was out and see what numbers I saw in there. Interesting. Was- and we play it cool. and like a couple of times we won <laughs> that's wasn't like mega bucks you know what i mean but um they say you won the lottery a couple of times yeah i remember because like i remember when we got a vcr as a kid you know like that was a big deal and uh and it was because like we won the lottery right like that was at the time it was probably really expensive we grew up really poor and i just remember my my dad went and got a lottery you know got a vcr because all of a sudden he did it but Again, it wasn't mega bucks. It wasn't millions. It was like are we talking million. like a scratch off or what? What kind of money? No, are we... I remember it was four numbers. You know, it was just four numbers. A daily pick. It was not my. You know, it wasn't. Um, I know it wasn't like you get it and it changes your lives because I've known other yeah. people who've won that same lotto. Hmm. Well, maybe um, we should bring this back. Maybe you should yeah. ask the moon and then play the lotto. <laughs> Go yeah, play man. the lotto. I don't know. We'll I'll. I'll, I'll if the bigger, tonight, just play the I'll bigger look, game, man. And you don't have to look and worry I'll about play, growing yeah, your broker anymore. At it. Yeah, expand <laughs> the higher. That would be a good book. You know, yeah. you'd have a good story. It's, it's kind of funny, right? But you know, they were very, very they believed in all this different stuff like that. Cool. Too. Yeah, That's there was awesome. a tea. Also, yeah, like the 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 cups with the we they we drink tea or chocolate, I think it was like chocolate, uh cocoa and, and yeah. however, then Cacao? when you drink it. Or drink a little bit and then somebody would read all kinds of stuff about it cacao yeah it was kind of weird stuff there's a turkey walking outside of my door right now so oh that's funny we're not i used to live at the beach and i'm like i'm in the country now we got turkeys walking in my lawn (laughs) that must be a sign of some sort right it it means i looked it up because there's a turkey that walks around a lot and it said abundance oh nice and you were just talking about the lottery Maybe that. that turkey is communicating with you. Yeah, hopefully. So on a totally uh, different subject, I heard that uh, when you were little, you broke your arm. And it was oh. Adam's fault here. <laughs> I, I It was definitely not my fault. I know that she was doesn't remember shit. I do. Yeah. I, I actually do remember it. I do remember it. <laughs> I was trying to, I was like standing on like the second or the third step up. I was like three, wasn't I? Three or four? 
know. And yeah. he was teasing me, like you can imagine. He was teased me a lot. And I think I was like, got mad at him or something. And I went to go, I had a blanket in my hand, my blanket that I carried everywhere. And I think I went to go swat him. And then I fell down the stairs and I landed on my arm. So, oh, you admit that now. For a oh. while, I think you told people that I pushed you. Here we go, folks. I did. <laughs> I thought you did. I never told I people that you pushed me. No, no, no. I fell off. Okay. All right. We have the same memory <laughs> of the situation. But I feel like you were being a little bit of a jerk. So, well, yeah. Oh, here yeah. we go. <laughs> I'm teasing. I love it. Yeah. But it wasn't your, no, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> All right, cool. Never mind. I thought you thought it was, I thought you blamed me at one point. No, I don't. I'm sure I you don't. did like that day, but like you said, you, you were can, like four. You can exhale. I'm not blaming you. Yeah. Or I knew I was right. Good. So it didn't really he was feeling me. really bad before the show started. So look at that. We do a lot of family healing on the Wayfinder show too. There so. we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> that is right. Now, it. real quick, before we get into the Wayfinder 4, which will be coming up soon, this is flown by, um, what do you offer? Obviously, you offer a mastermind where you you help coaches do what you do. You already mentioned that. But I think you also have, you either have course courses, one-on-one coaching. Yeah. What what else does the does it look like right now? Yeah. So I'm, actually, my mastermind is more for female leader. It's I do support men one-on-one, but this is more for leaders and entrepreneurs in the industry. So not only coaches, but some do join that one. And that yeah. is like a six month thing that we go real deep with each other to get to our next level together. Um, so there's that. And then intuition and all that we play in that, the magic and more of the feminine energy for women that, cause we've just been taught, we always have to hustle, hustle, go and ignore like our intuition. And for me, it's, that's how I've built my business. And that's how I've gotten where I am is through both through showing up and through listening. So there's that. I also train spiritual coaches. So my program illuminated coaching certification, we're doing our eighth round this summer and it's an intimate eight month program where I teach train people to do the work that I do and also build the business, start to build the business. So it's like, awesome. it, it started off being six months. And then people were like, we want it to be longer. So I extended it so that they could have more, more support and more time as they're getting things out. Um, cause support's been huge for me in my journey. So making these containers that I knew would actually really help people who were ready for it, you know? Um, and then, yeah, I have courses and workshops and things on my website and, uh, I uh, have a podcast also. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. How how are the guests? I've, I've heard a few episodes of yours. How how yeah. the guests that you get on? How do you find them? Are they clients of yours or? Yeah, so some some have been past clients, and then some are friends, people that I've met. But usually, usually people that are on my show, I know them personally. Okay. Because I I've just when I first started my podcast, it wasn't meant to be an interview show. It was more of just me expressing myself more and having more time to speak off of social media and having a resource for people like a free resource of like solo cast. So they'd be like short episodes. And I just did it for that reason and not to necessarily grow a huge podcast. It was just a resource. And then I started yeah. doing some series. So I did, I had a men's series that I did like a year and a half ago. Mm. And that was really fun to do too. Cause you know, more men have been getting into personal growth and spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I want to give them a voice too, because people are like, where are all the good men at? Are there men doing this work? And I'm like, yes, there are. And so 
I would bring my friends on people, friends of friends that I'm like, I would love to have a Paralympian on who who's become a friend of mine. He was a friend mm-hmm. of a friend, but it's usually people I know or people I'm connected to that I know are good hearted people. His yeah, integrity yeah. is important to me. So I don't want to just have someone on because they have, you know, good accolades. Like I want it to be good content. So, and now here in Nashville, I just moved to Nashville in February. I'm going to be renting an in-person studio and doing mm. in-person podcasts on screen. Some of them, not all of them with interviews and interviewing some people that I know here. Oh, neat. So, okay. And what took you to Nashville? My, my gut, it was so, you know, yeah. yeah, it, what ended up happening, it's just funny. Sometimes the universe just pushes you. So I lived in California for six years, grew up in Michigan, spent seven years in Tampa, Florida, then moved to California, lived all up the coast, working for yourself. You have freedom to do that. So I lived in San Diego, Laguna beach, which was both of those places were amazing. And then Manhattan beach. And my landlord randomly said one day, I'm going to sell the house. So you got to find a new house in Manhattan beach. And I couldn't find another one that was exactly what I wanted. And if you know me at all by now, which you're probably gathering this, I don't settle. So it was like, I couldn't find one that I wanted and I wanted to be, I love being by the sand. And I'm like, if I'm a mile away, I'm never going to go to the beach. Like it's pointless. Like I love to be, you know, I work for myself a lot. So I have to have like a space that I love and be by nature and all the stuff that I need to have the conveniences. Otherwise I get too wrapped up in my work. I'll never leave. Um, so anyway, long story short, I ended up staying in Airbnb for six months and then they were like, we're going to renovate this home. So you have to leave. And I was like, what is the universe trying to tell me here? I'm like, it's just not lining up the way it normally does and flows. And I had taken a couple of trips to Nashville and I just knew I came here. I started meeting really good connections and people. And I'm like, I'm like, what would it feel like if I spent some time here? And, and I don't know how long, but like, I have the freedom and the flexibility to do this right now. I just have a little dog, put all my stuff in storage. And I decided I got like full body chills. I sat with it in meditation. I closed my eyes and I just felt it. Like, what would it feel like if I moved to Nashville? And it was like, I knew, I knew right away. And, Mm -hmm. um, I loved living in, in the beauty of California. I know California has its things, but I, I loved it a lot. So I wasn't planning to move. And I cried for a couple of days, but I, I knew that I was supposed to be here and it makes sense now. Like, so I just always follow that. I really trust that voice. So yeah. And it it felt right, even though it was bittersweet and, but yeah, it's been really great being here. So yeah. Good music scene too, right? Music's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I also do sing. So being here has been cool. I haven't really explored that part just yet. Um, Actually, I am recording music, but that's a whole nother side thing with my vocal coach who lives in another state that approached me to do that. So who knows, maybe maybe something will come of it now that I'm here. But um, the music seems cool. And, you know, the people are just, I don't know, it's different here. It feels like more open and real and authentic. And mm-hmm. I had a lot of authentic people in California. It's just different. I don't know. And Adam's mm-hmm. met some of my friends. Like, it's just like, it just, it's natural. It just feels more, more, more Michigan than like the West coast. Mm-hmm. More cool. Yeah. You're in a cool spot. Just where I guess it would be what South of Nashville. So South, Southern no. suburbs. Yeah, I'm in Franklin. 
Yeah. Frank, yeah. Leapers Fork, um, which is part of Franklin, Tennessee, which is a really cool place. And I didn't, yeah. I hadn't spent much time in Tennessee at all. So it was really just flying by the seat of my pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a cool place. Now. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Yes. Yeah. We're only like eight hours away now. Yeah. It's a lot closer. Oh, so much closer. Yeah. And now I live on a few acres of land and I didn't even have grass in Manhattan beach. I had to have it shipped in for my dog. Wow. Doggy lawn. <laughs> no grass because all the homes were so tight. And now I have space and it's that's nice. Yeah. yeah that's oh. a cool spot. It'll be interesting to see where you go. But um, I think we're about at that time, Louie. You want to dive into the Wayfinder 4? Yeah. Is that all right with you, Amanda? Go. Yes. All right. So give us a hack. A hack. A hack, like something you use to be productive or just cheat life with. <laughs> Ooh, a hack. Could be an app. Could be routine, an app, a routine. A habit, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Do you know what my morning hack has been lately? What is that? It's been like, this sounds so simple and you're going to be like, I've already done this before, but I've been committing to like gratitude every single morning. Yeah. Gratitude for my future before it arrives. Like grateful for the things that I have, but also- Ooh gratitude for what I desire as though it's already here and like spending time in visualization. And that's been a hack to kind of, uh, eliminate fear too. Cause sometimes we wake up in the morning and our mind is in lack and scarcity. And so starting your day off feeling like, wow, I'm so grateful that this thing is already here and finding a way to feel it as best yeah. as you can. Um, so for me, that's been, um, a hack almost too, because, some of my other mindset practices, I feel like this just works better. Like you immediately get in a good space in your heart. So out of the head and into the heart, find a way mm. in the morning. That's a good hack. I love that. Love yeah. It. All right. Now name a favorite. And this could be a, you know, a, a band, a book, a movie, just something you love. I would say, you know what my favorite song is? You probably don't even know this. My favorite song is a Tears for Fears song. Everybody oh. wants to rule the world. And every time I hear it, that's my song. And I know it's my sign. All right. I just heard it the other day. So that's why it came to mind. So that's my favorite song. I'm I'm secretly like a, a, a like a 80s and 90s girl. I don't really listen to like current stuff that much. All right. Same here. Yeah. The uh, How about something you would tell your 25-year-old self? Ooh. Well, I would tell her that she's already enough and that she needs to learn that and go within and learn that first, because just looking back at some of the stuff I was even experiencing, like whether in my dating life or whether in business or whether in life, like I kind of just felt like something was wrong with me, but really didn't realize that like the key to everything I desired was inside of me. And like, yeah, that was a huge breakthrough for me when I had that realization. So I would tell her that because that was probably right around the time I was getting into that a lot more. Now, what do you think holds people back from being happy? Um, looking outside of themselves for happiness. So relying on anyone or anything, relying on the job, relying on their family, relying on their partner, relying on somebody else to me, it's true. It's like, I always ask myself, okay, if I don't feel happy right now, what or who has my freedom? Like, who have I handed it to? Who's got my freedom? Um, and yeah, 
looking outside of ourselves. Great. Nice. So we're going to, we're going to, for this special episode here, we're going to add a Wayfinder 5. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm into this it. This one. And we need to take advantage of this special opportunity for you to give us the most embarrassing Adam Lacey story out there. Oh. Oof. God, there's just a lot you could choose from, probably. Yeah. Dude, I don't, I don't, do I know embarrassing stories? I don't know. <laughs> now I have to sit with this. I don't even know if I remember many embarrassing stories. I just remember you had the butt cut. Oh, it was oh. a great haircut. Yeah, like oh. slicked duck. <laughs> you would spray a lot of cologne and I would be like, well, Adam's going Because <laughs> he'd have so much, whatever you wore. I can't remember. What was it? Curve, was it? What do you mean? The cologne. Oh, like the, this cologne? Oh, I don't know. Or Abercrombie and Fitch something. Probably. Like, Nautica hair- stuff. Nautica, yeah, the hair, the hair gel butt cut situation parted in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and getting, getting you got a picture? Can you find us a picture for for sure? <laughs> literally getting fumigated by his cologne. <laughs> okay, so the Reading butt cut and lots of cologne. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good well, one. You know what? That's not even that bad. I wish I could think of something worse right now, but I just can't. It's good. You get the picture, and we. that'll do it i think (laughs) yeah no all right well great thank you amanda well if if folks want to know a little bit more about you where where could they find you sure yeah find me on instagram at the amanda merit m-a-r-i-t that's actually my middle name so people wonder um and my website's amandamerit.com so you can check me out there too okay cool we'll link that in the show notes Totally. Yeah. We can send you some links too, but thank you so much for having me on. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Glad we got to do this. This was fun. Thank you very much for being here and sharing a little bit about your world and yourself. This is great. Yeah. You're welcome. We hope you've enjoyed the Wayfinder show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.